Banen. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. Action. Hello, hello, hello. Buenos dias. Buenos tardes. Como se va? Bonjour. Hello, good morning, happy today. This is Monis Rose. You are listening to the Restaurant Fiction Podcast Media Program where we review, talk about every single fictional restaurant, bar, and club in TV and film, or at least that is our hope, that is our dream. The list goes on and on and on. No matter when we already see a new film or an old film, a new TV show or an old TV show, there is always a bar or restaurant or a club in it. And guess what? We got to go there. We got to review it. And today, we are going to the one, the only, the small town called Schitt's Creek. And inside Schitt's Creek, we are reviewing. We are reviewing the one, the only, Cafe Tropical. And we are taking our good friend, our good friend, and this is his second time back because uh, we just had one hell of a time the first time. It was awesome. But we actually think and we consider that even this time is even better than the first time. No disrespect from the first episode, but the first episode with him was awesome. But anyway, hypnotherapist Isaiah McGee. Now, he is a good friend of mine, and we are going to deep dive. We are going to deep dive into the Cafe Tropical from Shit's Creek, and you're going to uh, get a little bit more perspective, uh, uh, a deeper sense of, um, let's just say, the characters and what even Cafe Tropical means to the characters to Schitt's Creek and to creatives in general. That's right. So in this whole little fireside chat, we're not only going to talk about uh, the Cafe Tropical, but we're taking the red pill. We're taking the red pill, and that is a reference from The Matrix, one of our favorite all-time science fiction movies of all time, and we are going to open up our minds, open up our minds, and hopefully, um, you know, if you don't mind these next 22 minutes, if you give us your, your time for the next 22 minutes, you can open up your mind as well with our fireside chat with Isaiah McGee, hypnotherapist Isaiah McGee, Cafe Tropical, Shit's Creek, go. Guys, gals, children, aliens out there, big feet, Neanderthals, dinosaurs. Um, you know, when you're a stranger in a strange land, usually, usually um, one likes to go to the bar. Uh, the bar, because, you know, that's where like the outlaws are. That's where the bartender knows everyone. Well, maybe the town that you're in doesn't really have a bar. Maybe they just have a place called Cafe Tropical. That's right. If you're going into a main street out in the boonies, you know, and you really want to get a sense of the town, really want to know who's who, well, maybe it's not really the bar. And as for us with Restaurant Fiction, we went to a place in the boonies called Shit's Creek. That's right. Now, um, uh, for for those people not familiar, that is not, we're not trying to be dirty. That's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe S. We're not, you know, cussing in any way. Um, so it is, but it is a town called Shit's Creek. And, and the cafe is 
Cafe Tropicana. What is Cafe Tropicana? Well, it is a brick and mortar, and it uh, stands the test of time. It's one of those places where no matter, uh, you know, towns like Schitt's Creek aren't really going to become renovated, but guess what? There are going to be places that are just going to stand the test of time, and it's places like this. It's like it's like a cafe meets diner. It's a hodgepodge of pretty much Every food group or every kind of uh, food establishment you want all in one, you know, let me, uh, you know, and really what I love is, you know, yes, you go into a place like uh, the Cafe Tropical and the menu is larger than the Cheesecake Factory. And those not familiar with the Cheesecake Factory menu, it's almost like a book. It's almost like a novel. And, you know, that's what you're also going to get. And sometimes you just don't have, you know, you don't have the wherewithal, you don't have Yelp. Because, you know, Wi-Fi doesn't really work in these kind of connections. So you really don't know what's good. So you ask, you know, the waitress, who's also the owner, who's also the dishwasher, who's also all sorts of things. She's a a Swiss Army knife, a female Swiss Army knife, if you will, inside this restaurant. And you ask her, and you know, she's going to come up on the whim of specials. She's going to be like, well, you know, I make a surprise me smoothie. You know, I don't know, or Restaurant Fiction doesn't know what's in a surprise me smoothie. We hope it is healthy um, because it is a smoothie, (laughs) but she's going to come up. And also, you know, if you're not feeling, you know, that healthy vibe, well, places like Cafe Tropical will meet your needs because, you know, this place in general, we still don't know whether it is Mediterranean, whether it is Hawaiian, you know, whether it is American. And because the menu says all kinds of things, and that's okay because, you know, restaurant fiction, we've been to even Mexican restaurants outside of Schitt's Creek that have a hot dog and, uh, you know, some migas on the same menu. So it's okay going in a place like uh, Cafe Tropical that has a hamburger and a Greek salad and a surprise me smoothie and an acai bowl because it... It gives you the kitchen sink. It meets your needs for whatever mood you're in, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And that really feels, it feels safe. It feels comforting, especially when you either feel like lost, that you're outside of your environment, and you just want to either rebrand, you want to re-energize, you want to grow. And it's a really nice, comforting place inside Cafe Tropical of Schitt's Creek. Any gathering place, whether it's a home, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a meeting, whether it's the office, any gathering place becomes a hub. You know, and that term hub means that it's a place where energy intermingles and energy intersects and connects. And so any kind of hub is a very interesting dynamic in and of itself, because as I often say in the work that I engage as a hypnotherapist or that I'm aware of, is that any two people or greater than two people, by the very nature of their nature, I could use the word vibration or frequency, but I don't want to scare or put people off because unfortunately we have a lot of baggage around terms and they can just really be descriptive as to how you want to use them and not necessarily fall under how people impose a take on a particular word. But anyhow, the interaction of two people, that's a chemical mix. You know, everything about them, everything about you uh, interacts when you connect. Under any context, whether it's business, whether it's uh, social, whether it's love, whether it's friendship, 
there is a connection there. And that's what a hub is, is that you, you get to see how the, the chemical cocktail mix of the various entities welcoming everybody to your broadcast here has the, the various entities connect and interact with each other. And so hence too, at the Cafe uh, Tropicana, you get to see that hub and how that hub functions as the um, town square almost um, for the town of Shit's Creek. And so that's what has impressed me about it is that any kind of hub I find very dynamic and very interesting. Here's something as a, as a fan of not just you know, an admirer, not just Shit's Creek, but movies and TV shows in general, usually a character or characters, they go to the fictional bar for therapy. They talk to the bartender. The bartender almost acts as a therapist or hypnotherapist, whatever kind of therapist it is, you know, how can we change this? Like, why, why is it, it's always like the restaurant. It's, it is that that, that hub that you said at the beginning, but it's usually that bartender. You know, we have the, the lone, the lone cowboy goes to the saloon or, or the down and out person who's lost that goes to that bar and they sit at the bar and they, you know, they have their therapy with the bartender. It's, it's always, you know, cause there's always some kind of therapeutic scene and it's always usually the fictional bar. Like how can we, we change this? Well, you know what? That's an interesting question, Manus, because the the archetype or prototype of a therapist, if you will, um, is representative by someone who listens. I would first and foremost distinguish the difference between the vehicle one uses for someone who listens and the intent for what can be a healing factor in being listened to. And so if someone finds that going to their nearest or their favorite pub or watering hole is where they're listened to or they feel that they're listened to, and that's what's relevant, that they feel that they're listened to or they feel that they're not judged, if you will. It's really less the environment that does it. I'm going to get to the point that's salient about your uh, question about, well, how can we perhaps shift it so that they're seeking that counsel um, with a professional that can provide even broader support and therapy therapeutical support. And that's exactly where your question is rooted in. However, I would not want to deny the value and the benefit that can be gleaned from having some place to go to listen, to be listened to. To a varying degree, you find this when people go to confession. Now, there are all kinds of things that are surrounding that that can sabotage the very intent to just want to be listened to or to get things out of your head, as it were, if you will, that then can choke that very promising opportunity, such as confessional, if you will. There are just too many things about that that have baggage that can get in the way. But the essential point I'm making is that whether it's a bar or whether it's confession, now the appearance of one being a approved of and sanctioned place that one should go as opposed to one being a bastion of hell, if you will, a bar, if you will. Well, that's nothing but judgment. And judgment gets in the way of the very point that I'm making is that, no, someone is seeking to be heard. Someone is seeking to be listened to. Who does not want to be heard? Who does not want to be seen? Who does not? And I don't mean seen in terms of voyeur and somebody being invading your privacy, but I mean recognized when I say who doesn't want to be seen? Who doesn't want to be appreciated? Man, that's perhaps the better word. Who doesn't want to be appreciated? 
However, the point that you're saying is that um, therapists with the integrity of their service for why they're providing therapeutic support, we do want to encourage more people of all stripes, if you will, to seek that out so that they can get a sounding board that can also provide a greater vantage point of leverage. And that's the reason for seeking out professional therapeutic support, if you will, is that you can get a sounding board that can also provide a broader context for leverage, leverage in what you're reconciling. Yeah, go to the bar, talk to your favorite bartender there, and before you get too inebriated, walk out of the bar and then Google therapist so that you can take some of the solace that you got from your listening bartender. You can then explore and unpack it even more with a learned, again, I even qualify the word professional because that does not necessarily carry the weight of effective. Just because one is a professional does not make them effective. And and for our, our listeners uh, listening to this conversation, you know, I'm going to add so. With that, guys, gals, aliens, dinosaurs out there who are listening, <laughs> you know, going to that bartender, that bartender is not, they're, they're not really, I mean, I don't know, but usually they're not licensed in anything. So they're going to have their own judgments. When you go to a professional, like a hypnotherapist, like Isaiah guys, what he has already said, there's, there's non-judgment, you know, there is, there's no, no judgment. So just take that in of going to that fictional bar or whatever. Oh, I'm going to just have a drink and I'm going to put all of my, uh, unpack all of my stuff on this stranger just pouring me a beer. Yeah, they're, that's pretty much, that's their job. They're not licensed in any way. <laughs> and you're right, that, that would be the delineating point there is that sometimes you, you get what you get depending on where you are. You're absolutely right. You can't discount that, but you also would not um, discount how it can be a stepping stone. Excellent. You know, um, you mentioned just like just like me, you work with a lot of creative artists. How does hypnotherapy enhance yeah, the writer and the creative artist? Anything that facilitates true availability to your purpose and self-expression will permit you to be the purpose rather than trying to deliver the purpose. And that's where creatives, in the context of your question, I'm using that word, that's where creatives can get caught up, is that they're trying to deliver the creativity and yet perhaps are not as available to themselves as creators. And it sounds subtle, perhaps it sounds like a word of mind game, but it's the, that's the furthest thing that it is. If I may um, again reiterate, seeing a therapist, hypnotherapist, can be a means of liberating yourself so that you can be pure in your intent as a creator to allow creation to use you in delivering the purity of your intent. Now, it's going to appear as though it's coming from your mind. It's going to appear as though it's coming from your talent. And that's all well and good from outside appearances. But the reality is, is that 
I mean, you've witnessed this and other artists have witnessed this. They've just never perhaps cognized it as such. And that is when, when one feels they're in the flow. When one feels that they have caught lightning in a bottle when it comes to their creativity. Typically, that is some occurrence of where they become available to creativity to use them as opposed to them trying to use creativity. They become available to creativity to use them. Isaiah, what question am I not asking? What makes me laugh? (laughs) Just in general, what tickles my funny bone, if you will, not for a coping mechanism, but because you really become available to the take on it is to see everything with humor. And when you can see everything, even if it's dire, and that's the gist of it that you're dealing with, this is not to discount that whatsoever, but to be able to become available to what is humorous about something, um, I feel in and of itself is very healing. So what makes me laugh is when I encounter a person or a program or a show that can, this is why I, I guess a lot of dark comedy can be very appealing, is that that can find the humor and the sensibility of what it calls being human. Isaiah, this is time for uh, some self-plugs for our, for our audience. You know, where can uh, people find you? How can they get in touch with you? You know, any programs, any conferences, you know, any, uh, what, what are you doing? What's on the menu in the future for, um, yeah, tell, tell all of our listeners about your business, your practice, and how they can reach you. As I mentioned, I'm a hypnotherapist. Whether you've seen one before or have no notion as to how hypnosis is used therapeutically, I invite you to explore it rather than making an assumption that determines whether it's worth exploring. And so for anything that you'd want to address, whether you consider it something relatively mild or something very devastating, the ability to access your subconscious mind's association about it can be very, very helpful in healing. I can be reached at aconsciouslifenow.com. And it's interesting, um, I've had my practice, I'm celebrating my 15th year, Monis. However, that name for my enterprise, A Conscious Life, um, I've had for even longer than that. And it really is the more we make conscious our unconscious programming, and that's the point of um, therapeutic hypnosis, the more we are liberated from our unconscious programs running the show. So hence, aconsciouslife.com. What I'm also supporting people in is courses. And you can take a um, standalone independent course. It's an empowerment course on all the aspects of what it means to be alive. And that is at my other site called How to Heal Anything. The word two is spelled with a numeral two, how to heal anything. And at that site, you will see some of the courses that I've already presented that you can download the entire standalone courses. And the one that's coming up in September, September 19th, 1 p.m. Pacific time for all you international people that listen to Manus, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that course focus is going to be for 90 minutes to two hours. Extraordinary change, 
by extraordinary means. Isaiah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You are welcome back for a third time. That's right. We, we're not even going to see the numbers or the ratings or the reviews. We've already greenlit a third time. Please uh, welcome back whatever your favorite fictional restaurant bar or club is. Please come back. You know, if you liked this episode with Isaiah McGee on Cafe Tropical from Schitt's Creek, please listen to Merlot's, uh, which was the fictional restaurant featured in the show True Blood. And it was our first time with Isaiah because Isaiah uh, does have some awesome healthy nuggets to say about Merlots from True Blood. Now, we are actually broadcasting, distributing this episode after after Isaiah has performed um, one of his courses. So if you want to know more about how to gain access to that course or just have a conversation with Isaiah, get to know him a little bit more and what he does and how he can, um, you know, enhance your life in any way, shape, or form, please go to his website. That is aconsciouslifenow.com. That is spelled A-C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-L-I-F-E-N-O-W.com. Right here on the website, I'm going, I'm looking right at the website right now. You can also give him a call at 1-888-848-106. Five nine, and then his email is info at a consciouslifenow.com. You can ask him about this conference that he has disclosed in this episode. You can ask him about uh, sessions. You can ask him about books. You can ask him about uh, pretty much anything. He is an open book, and he is there to uh, listen, to understand, and to really help all human beings uh, take that red pill because, man, once you take that red pill, and like I said at the beginning, you're free. Anyway, that is our episode. For any other episodes of Restaurant Fiction, well, you found us wherever you found us, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Radio, Audible. Well, just listen to them all because there's about 50, 60 of them, I think. And I have a few favorites, but I don't want to disclose. Maybe this one is my favorite. I don't know. It's neither here nor there. They're kind of like children, you know? They're all my favorite. Anyway, my name's Monis Rose. This is Restaurant Fiction. And until next time, nothing makes sense and nothing ever does. Bye. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant, bar, club, day, night, day.